Oh, hey, listener. Did you hear what happened last time on a feminist romance novel podcast? Ooh, let me tell you. Last time on a feminist romance novel podcast, Temptations at Sweetwater Creek, Luke opened up about his distressingly sexy past. Dylan wrestled to control his desires for Polly. The shocking revelation that April had masterminded their predicament and possibly jeopardized Charlotte's interview with Dr. Nina Pradesh strained the very foundation of their friendship. Charlotte sought comfort in Jack's embrace, but they both had too many confusing feelings. How will our story conclude? Find out now in Episode 4, Palpable Tension. Due to the sexy nature of this program, listener discretion continues to be advised. The moon arose over the plains to find Luke sitting at his desk. It had been a long and emotional day. Sharing his tragic past with April had unearthed feelings he had long kept buried. He decided to write about it in his diary. Dear Diary, I have such great news. I think I have finally met someone. Her name is April. April was amazing. April is so amazing. She's the first real platonic friend I've ever had. What? We spent over an hour together, and she didn't try to have sex with me. Not even once. Luke didn't know what he was talking about. I know it doesn't sound like I know what I'm talking about. I've never had a platonic female friend before. But I think this is the real thing. She actually listened to me when I talked. She didn't just stare at the outline of my penis. The outline of his penis. I should wear looser pants. Terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. I will continue to wear tight pants. Luke enjoyed spending time with April. But it wasn't more than that. I love spending time with April, especially because it's nothing more than that. Ah! Stop it! <sighs> Tomorrow, you must seduce her. Tomorrow, I am going to invite her to make burritos. Burritos? Burritos! Polly and Dylan were in the library. They had been talking all night. As the sun began to illuminate the horizon, Dylan felt compelled to share his truth. Polly, I have to tell you something. Something I haven't told anyone. Dylan was about to reveal his deepest, darkest desires. Okay, but it's really dark in here. Do you want to go outside? Get some vitamin D? Polly, you know the scientific research on vitamins is still inconclusive. Hmm. Do you like my new necklace? It's a cross. <laughs> I'm an atheist. Want some garlic gum? Look, I have to tell you something. Yes! I... I took your advice. I invested my savings in a diversified portfolio and expect a 6 to 8% return on investment, which is totally respectable. Seriously? Seriously! I've never shared so much intimate financial information with anyone before. You listened to my financial advice? No one ever listens to my advice! <sighs> That's crazy! 
They're crazy not to listen to you. You're so smart and well-read and well-traveled. And smoking hot. What I'm trying to say is, I value your perspective. Want to make out? Obviously, but I can't. It wouldn't be right. I don't want to hurt you. I respect you too much. You respect me too much? He respects her too much? You know that you can make out with someone and respect them at the same time. Oh. Yes. That's a good point. Yes. But you can also hurt them. I've made mistakes. I can take care of my own emotions. It's not that. I... There's no cure for what I have. Is it HPV? Because I already have that, and it's really not that big of a deal. It's not HPV. Is it communicable? Only if I lose control. Aha! Werewolf! (gasps) The change! It begins! Okay. Stop. All right. Well, it sounds like you're saying we just need to be careful, and I'll probably be fine. I'm not afraid of taking risks. I'm a grown-ass woman, and I want to do this. So... Women aren't delicate flowers that need to be protected? Oh, God, how old are you? You know what? Don't answer that. Dylan and Polly grabbed each other and began making out furiously. Ooh, you're a biter. That afternoon, Jack and Beth were on the porch, sharing a couple of cold brewskis in the shade. You could have given me a heads up that my ex and her crazy friends were here. I didn't know it was the same April. You didn't know it was April. My girlfriend for three years, whom you've met several times. I think she got a haircut. I think the sun has baked the last of your brain right out of that thick skull of yours. You're so mean. I see why Charlotte complains about you. You don't get to take her side on this. I'm sorry. I'm just in kind of a weird place after that confusing sex Charlotte and I just had. Gross. Jack, didn't need to hear that. No, no, not the sex part. It was different from normal. I felt things. And I cried. Wow, sounds like you're turning into dad. No, it doesn't. I'm nothing like him. I don't know why you are so embarrassed by the fact that dad is a poet. It's like your whole life is one big overreaction to him. What are you trying to prove? That the son of a poem man can grow up to be a true rough-and-tumble cowboy of the West who never has to feel feelings or learn lessons. That working for you? I just want someone to hold me. I'm good. Fuck you, Beth. Meanwhile, Luke led April into his dusty, sunlit workshop. A mysterious object draped in a cloth caught her attention. April, I feel like I can share anything with you. I think I feel the same way, Luke. I have something I must show you. April was ready for the big reveal. Show me. Close your eyes. Oh, yeah. Open them. Oh, my. 
What am I seeing? A chair. I make and sell bespoke hand-carved chairs. I'm actually pretty successful with it. It was great to find a career that I could do alone. April was thrilled by how good Luke was with his hands. I spent long, hard hours carving the wood of this lovely chair. Feel the texture of the wood. Oh, I see where this is going. April ran her hand over the arm of the chair. It felt so smooth and hard. I like how smooth and hard it is. I sanded it for two hours, then coated it in a layer of fine lacquer to bring out the natural glow of the wood. Then what did you do next? I made sure the legs were level and then posted it to my Etsy shop. I've got customers from all over the world. I've even sold chairs to Leonardo DiCaprio, Method Man, and Dr. Nina Pradesh. Dr. Nina Pradesh? You've heard of her. She's my favorite. She's like the Albert Hummusway of linguistics. Albert Hummusway is a famous woodcarver. April wanted to set the mood with some suggestive innuendo. Want to... sex... chair? What? Sorry, I don't know where that came from. April's passion went into maximum overdrive. Why don't we take this chair into maximum overdrive? That is more of a one-person chair, and you are already maximum driving it. April pouted sexily. Are you okay? What are you doing with your face? You know what, you bad, sexy cowboy. Take me now, Luke. Take me in this finely crafted chair. No, no, not you two. What's wrong? Don't you want to show off how strong your wood is? I brought you here to show you my chair. I just wanted to have a friend who I could open up to and eat burritos with. Oh, I'll eat your burrito. That's kind of gross. April tried it again. Put your sour cream in my tortilla. Yikes. What am I saying? I'm sorry. That was so weird. This isn't like me. None of this is like me. You're really cool, and I'd love to be your friend. And maybe more. And maybe more. No, I mean nothing more. Lots more. What's happening? I'm sorry, but I've seen this before. Looks like I'm eating a burrito. For one. That evening, Charlotte was in the bathroom, overcome with feminine emotions. Beth appeared in the doorway and stopped short when she saw Charlotte. You know what? I think I can hold it. After looking around for someone else to help, Beth realized it was up to her. Fine. Charlotte, are you okay? What? Uh, Yeah, I'm... Fine. I, I'm just... I have something in my eye. You don't sound okay. Do you want me to go get April? No! Oh, oh okay. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of in a weird place after this confusing sex I had. Oh. Cool. I keep hearing about that. Thanks. I thought I knew what I wanted, you know? I don't need the details of the sex that you had with my brother. No, not about the sex. Oh, thank God. I have a job interview. Well, that's great. With Dr. Nita Pradesh. Oh. I know. 
Here we are again, <laughs> competing for the same job. What a spot of bollocks, governor. <laughs> oh, you're still doing that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so nervous. I'm freaking out. Oh, of course you're nervous. It's Dr. Nina fucking Pradesh. I'm nervous too. Really? Well, yeah. What, what if I can't articulate my thoughts? You'll be fine. What if I have a, a soup stain on my shirt? Like, a really big one. So don't have soup? Charlotte, I, I know we're not friends, but you're a really good linguist. You're a finalist for one of the best jobs out there. I don't understand why you don't believe in yourself. <laughs> Fuck you, Bev! <laughs> okay, fine. No, I'm sorry. Habit. It's an honest question. Why don't you believe in yourself? I guess I always sort of thought that if I wasn't the best at something, if I wasn't perfect, I was a failure. Okay, well, that's definitely the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid when I say it out loud. But that is... Honestly, the standard I've been holding myself to my whole life. I don't know what to do. Stop. That's good advice. Why are you helping me? Because you needed it. And because I want you to leave. So I can pee. Later that evening, Charlotte and Jack were the first to arrive for dinner. The tension was palpable. So, do you want to go on a date? To the gun show? Jack leaned in, flexing his impressive biceps. God, no. <laughs> oh, no, I, I mean there is an actual gun show. With guns. Do you... Only restaurant for 50 fucking miles. Palpable? Tension. Hey, April! Pull up one of our finely handcrafted chairs. I'll stand. I'm not even that hungry. Uh, April was so hungry she couldn't wait for dinner to begin. Can't wait for dinner to begin. Hi, everyone! Hi, Hi, Hi Polly. Hi, Hi, Dylan. Hello. Damn, I sure am excited for another delicious dinner by Chef Luke. Hello, everyone. I have bad news. I didn't make dinner. I only made this burrito for one. Beth? Hey. So how was everyone's day? Mine was fantastic. Dylan and I took an express train to Bone City and it was awesome. Vagina five. No one? Well, that's it for me. Luke, how is your burrito? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> yes, it looks like something you can really sink your teeth into. Would you like a bite? No, thank you, for I am gluten-free. Everyone, I have something I need to say, and it may shock you. Beth gave me some good advice just now, and it really helped. What? what? Oh, Lord. I've been thinking too much about what might go wrong and too scared to think about what might go right. I've made a decision. 
the decision to stay at the ranch with Jack. I'm not going to stay at the ranch with Jack. What? No, come on! Uh, oh, uh, cool. Uh, wasn't really looking for anything long-term anyway. April, you were right. I was going to bail on the interview. I have always been so afraid of failing that I've never taken any real risks. It doesn't excuse what you did, but not believing in myself? That's on me. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad you're figuring stuff out, even if it had to come from Beth. Fine. Whatever. Yay, friendship, and apologies, and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> now that her issues with Charlotte were resolved, April was ready to make things right with Luke. She looked at him with lustful eyes and made her move on that premium slice of man. Luke, what I did was inexcusable. I'm so embarrassed, and... I want to apologize for coming on so strong and putting you in that position. That is not a move! I've not been handling my breakup well, and I've channeled that into what has been some really unhealthy behavior. And I, I owe someone else an apology, too. Beth's face brightened with anticipation. Charlotte? That figures. I owe you an apology. I'm really sorry I sabotaged your car and possibly your interview. I've felt so alone ever since Beth left, and when I realized you might be moving across the country, I sort of lost it. But sometimes, you need to lose everything to find true love. After losing everything, I could finally see what's been in front of me this whole time. Luke was literally right in front of her. Luke, could you move for a second? I'm trying to talk to Charlotte. Jesus Christ. Our friendship is really important to me, and I'm never going to jeopardize that again. Thank you for saying that. So, are you gonna go do the interview with Dr. Anina Pradesh? Yes. I'm gonna give it my best shot, even if I do have some pretty stiff competition. Thank you. That's great, Charlotte. I really hope you get it. What the hell is happening? Let's switch gears here. Polly and Dylan's relationship was heating up. They were ready to make a real commitment. Dylan and I have an announcement. We're going into business together. I've decided to invest in Dylan's new healthcare startup. We're going to bring vital resources to users on demand. It's like Uber, but for blood. Okay, actually, never mind. At least I still have Jack to work with. Love is more thicker than forget, more thinner than recall, more seldom than a wave is wet, more frequent than to fail. Oh my god. It's like 10,000 dates when all you want is a friend. Like thinking you are what you seem, then realizing it's just pretend. Why wasn't it platonic? Oh, for the love of fuck's sake! What is wrong with all of you? Who the fuck are you? Hello, welcome to the Sweetwater Creek Ranch Inn. My name is Luke. I know who you are. What's happening? This has gotten out of hand. Charlotte, you belong with Jack because he is sexy, but rough around the edges and needs you to change him. April, you end up with Luke because he is everything Beth isn't. He is strong and sensitive, and he wears such tight pants. I, I'm strong. Wait. Are you responsible for all of this weirdness? 
I'm responsible for trying to give you the fairy tale happy ending you've both been looking for. What fairy tale? The one where you meet a strong, passionate man and live happily ever after. But what about my job interview and all the work I've done? But what about your heart's desire? Her heart desires a job with Dr. Nina Pradesh. <laughs> That's so specific. Women need characters they can see themselves in, and you are just too thinky. Wow. Characters? Women can totally relate to me. The real me. Not this ambitionless, insecure bimbo you're trying to turn me into. But isn't this your fantasy? I can give you what you want. I want to get the hell out of here. But if you don't fall in love, how does the story end? I go to my interview and do my best. I see what happens. And I work on myself and learn to be comfortable being alone. And we keep in touch, even if I move. April looked into Charlotte's eyes and leaned in. Friendship. Right, right, sorry. What about me? I don't even know. Go be a poet. My dream! It is time for me to leave Sweetwater Creek as well. I will try something new. I will become a police officer. If I'm an officer of the law, people will have to respect me. This fall, a brand new series, Arrested Hearts. No! <laughs> Only on YouTube Premium. Okay. Okay, this is all fine, but I've got a contract and a book to deliver. Have you ever considered writing about a woman with strong female friendships, pursuing her dreams, who also gets to fall in love with a partner that respects her? Some kind of feminist romance novel? I would read the shit out of that. You would? Do you think people would spend money on that kind of thing? Yes, definitely. You should really listen to her. She's a brilliant investor. You know, that could actually work. Hey, hey, Jerry, it's me. Yeah, I got a new angle for the next romance. Here, here, hear me out. She gets her dream job, and then... Hi, April. Hi, Polly. Your new Meow Talk app is great. I can't believe it's been three months since I started at San Diego State. Things are going really well with Dr. Nina Pradesh and my new co-worker, Raphael. We're co-authoring a paper and spending a lots of late nights working together. Hello, Luke. It's me, your half-brother Raphael, who, as you know, has a different accent. I think I've finally met someone. She's amazing, but she's a co-worker. I want to tell her that I'm attracted to her and also how much I value her talent and unique perspective. After heading west for the job of a lifetime, Charlotte had her life in order. Or so she thought. A smart and respectful co-worker would lead her down a road she never predicted. A road called flirtation. But would she dare to risk her career for an office romance? Raphael was a simple man. He liked linguistics, cats, expressing his emotions, and confident women. Charlotte was unlike anyone he'd ever met, because he saw everyone as unique individuals. But could he share his feelings while still being appropriate in the workplace? Yes. Because treating women with respect isn't that difficult. 
When their minds collide, sparks ignite. But will their flame burn bright, or will one of them choose not to jeopardize their working relationship? Find out next time as desire blossoms and passions are kindled at San Diego State. A feminist romance novel podcast, Temptations at Sweetwater Creek, is a Cat's Dash production, starring Emily Laverdier as Charlotte, Aaron Sheehy as April, Nicole Abendanza as Polly, Alex DeRue as Jack, Devin Courtney as Luke and Raphael, Gregory Scott as Dylan, Amy Lee Frizzy as Beth, Liz Jakowski as the announcer, and featuring R.H. Abdelghani as the narrator. This episode featured an excerpt from E.E. Cummings' 1939 poem, Love is Thicker Than Forget. Original song Platonic Part 2 was written by Cat Stash and performed by Devin Courtney. We continue to appreciate Alanis Morissette. This show was written, produced, and directed by Cat Stash. Sam Aguirre. Leah Birkenwald. And Ben Sandler. Fully audio engineering and original music composed by Jonah Garcia. Original artwork by Natalie Koskel. Recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Find us online at catstash.net, facebook.com slash catstashproductions, and at catstash on Instagram. The producers would like to thank everyone who helped bring this show to life, especially our Indiegogo backers. We could not have done this without your support. We thank Improv Boston and 2MB Studios for giving us spaces to perform. Thanks to everyone who participated in our workshop, full run, and the live stream performances. Rob Lamoff, Lauren Chapman, Eva Billick, Noel Noxie, Sarah Patterson, Piali Mukherjee, Austin Wright, Caitlin Kenyon, Holly Tarnauer, and Jenna Warden, who directed our live stage performances. We are grateful to Tolly Schiller, Ethan Foyer, Alex Fram, Helen Bailey, Claire Morse, and Morgan Flynn, who put in many hours of production work. Thanks to our friends who read lines, gave notes, and laughed along with us. We thank Krista Jarsinski, who inspired the bit that became this show. I want to send huge thank yous to my family, especially my parents, for their tremendous support for this project over the past decade. And a special thanks to my grandma, Frances, who really would have loved this show. Thanks so much to my wife, Emily, my son, Corey, my whole family, and all the catch dish animals. I'd like to thank my wife, Kate, our daughter, my parents, and a special thanks to my Aunt Kate and Uncle Steve. And, of course, we thank Taylor Swift, who helped us shake it off. For Cat Stash, I'm Ben Sandler. I'm Leah Birkenwald. And I'm Sam Aguirre. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening! listening.